This episode of Stuck in the 80s is brought to you by... We're at sea, and I'm a god at sea. The 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. <laughs> Everybody wang chung tonight. <laughs> the movies. Yes! 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 I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And today, we continue our movie sidekick madness tournament and reveal who is moving on to round three. There's a um, tradition in tournament play. Not talk about the next step until you've climbed the one in front of you. With me, as always, he's the Wizard of Westwood. It's Brad in L.A. Steve, never mistake activity for achievement. What are you quoting Wooden? Well, if you're going to call me the Wizard of Westwood, I think that's appropriate. Okay, well, I'll quote History of World. Here you go. Ah, but the servant waits while the master baits. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are back again for our annual, we call it March Madness, but we're afraid that the NCAA might be a little litigious. Yeah, so they're very busy defending themselves from uh, all the outside attacks on whether they should you know whether the players should be getting paid and you know it's just a mess every day there's a new article in the paper yeah it, it is crazy so maybe we so, can get by with it this year I don't yes know. so ours is very simple and as far as we're concerned the players can all get paid in fact they all have been paid about 20 or 30 years ago so it all <laughs> works out fine so here's how it works um those of you who have played along already know the shtick um every spring uh for the last two years that is we uh, we create a field of sixty four contestants, and we name a uh, a topic. Last year it was movie soundtrack songs. This year it is movie sidekicks, and um, we've left the definition of movie sidekicks kind of vague. Play a maybe little too, fast and loose, a little yeah, fast and loose. Maybe a little too in- intentionally vague because there's certainly some um, debate as to whether certain characters that you're going to hear in a minute are are sidekicks or not. Uh, it doesn't matter because you can decide by voting, and you have. And we are now moving on to giving you the results of round two. Round two. Round two. Two. We've, we've, two. We've still, we still have four brackets. They're, they're not, there's no significance to the brackets other than um, you know, they were seated NCAA style. So you'll see the obvious favorites. So uh, without any um, more uh, procrastination, let's find out what happened. Brad, <laughs> give us the uh, the winners of bracket one and round two. Okay, round two, bracket one. Here we go. First matchup, Cameron Fry versus the Frog Brothers. Well, Cameron. Hey, bada, 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 so bada. You're moving on with 74% oh. of the vote. Ah, yes. <sighs> That would have been a shocker. Yeah, you maybe you may have. Not only did you wreck the Ferrari, you wrecked this matchup. Yeah. Next one. Now this was a this was a marquee matchup. Winston Zeddemore from Ghostbusters against Roger Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon. This was close all the way down to the line. Do you have any guesses, Steve? I'm, I'm going to say Roger Murtaugh wins. When someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. 
you lose. Oh, Zetamore, fifty-four percent of the vote, and he's moving on. So, interesting. Let me take a moment quickly here to say, last week's show, I was giving percentages of all ballots, not all votes. So, people who left things blank in the ballots, maybe there there was one race where the um, Billy won with forty-eight percent of what I said the votes, and people were getting mad at me. Specifically, you, Doctor Dim. Yes, I'm talking to you. Uh, so this week, you know, just in case anybody's got any confusion here, this is percentage of votes cast in that race. There will be no more math. Moving on. Sloth from Goonies versus Watts from Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh, it pains me. It pains me, Spearsy, but 61% of the voters say... Sloth! Sloth! Junk! No! Sloth. Shoot. So this okay. just goes to show you, put on a prosthetic, and you're into the third round. That wasn't okay. really his forehead, is it? It wasn't? It's Matuzak, isn't it? It's Matuzak. Yeah. The late, great John Matuzak. Yeah. Well, so okay. being, being dead apparently helps in this ballot. I think what happens here is Goonies is such a beloved movie yeah. that it carries yeah. a lot of weight here. Just the like wa- I think... The Watts Winston, character is Winston, a great character. Yeah, it is a great character. And I think Winston Zeddemore wins because people love Ghostbusters more than they like Lethal Weapon. So. Yeah. I have to say I kind of anticipated that might go that way. So I used some music from some kind of wonderful in the last show because I knew it would be my last chance. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I know. Moving so, on. Moving on. Next matchup and the last one in this bracket. Ophelia from Trading Places versus Goose from Top Gun. Come on, man. Do some of that pilot shit. Too close for missiles. Spears switching to guns. Goose, 74% of the vote. Good, good. I see I see what's happening here. I, I sense a future matchup between Cameron and Goose. I, yeah, it's going to be good. So next round, the round of – that's around a 16, isn't it? We're, we're, we're moving on quickly. It's going to be yeah. Cameron, Cameron Fry versus Winston Zeddemore. And sloth versus goose. Oh, that that actually could be pretty close. Yeah, that's those are good matchups. <laughs> I just want to say this though, right on the record. I mean, I know people love sloth, and I, I know people love Goonies, but you have to, you have uh, a legal requirement to vote for goose. <laughs> no electioneering within 100 yards of the polls, please. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, bracket number two. I'll take the honors here. We have Willard. From Footloose versus Billy. Who the hell's Billy? Billy from Big. <laughs> he didn't have a last name. I'm sorry. Billy Billy from Big. Okay. It's Billy. You know what else we could do? We could, we could start one of your nightclubs right there in the church, huh? <laughs> uh, Willard, with 60% of the vote, moves on to the next round. Uh, here we go. Ooh, this is a good one. Um, short round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Versus the uh, the illegally classified sidekick Crash Davis from Bull Durham. I'm not going to take that kind of abuse from you, Spearsy. Okie dokie, Dr. Jones. Hold on to your potato. Uh, short round provides the international justice that we sought and wins <laughs> with 68% of the vote. Yeah, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. So, which is, which is, which. If anything, if I mean, you're voting he, on sidekicks, okay, look, yeah, you know that is justice being served cold because sixty-eight percent of the listeners disagree with me. <laughs> yeah, Crash. I mean, it was obvious that everyone kind of thought that hey, Crash Davis doesn't belong here. Everyone loves Crash, but because I mean, let's face it, Short Round is not exactly a three-dimensional character. Oh yeah, that's true. But uh, but you know, justice is served. Okay, so here we go. so Ooh. hang on, hang on, hold on, I can stop you a second. 
I watched Bull Durham the other night after talking about it so much for the last two weeks with people and defending my position. I'm like, you know, I haven't seen this movie in a while. So I watched it the other night. And here's the thing that occurs to me as an adult watching this is, what's that like for Crash Davis? He can't quite make it to the majors. Like, I mean, I'm not that good at anything. There's nothing that I'm almost world class in. (laughs) But I wonder what that's like. I wonder what that's like to be so close. You know, like you're in the top... 4% 4% of all baseball players, but you're not in the top 2% of all baseball players. You know what it, you know what it's like? It's like being in the top 4% of podcasts about the 80s, uh, but not in the top 2%. I guess. I don't know. So maybe hence we sit here making no money off the show. <laughs> maybe those are too deep of thoughts for a stuck in the 80s podcast, yeah, but I kind of felt for there. Crash. I kind of felt for Crash. It is, it, is, it is interesting. I would love to have like a baseball expert on the show and say, you know... Talk to us about that. Like, why are you serious? Why would Crash not make the bigs if he was that good at the Just minors? maybe he couldn't hit the breaking ball. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like he could. I actually, I have a coworker who was an alternate on the U.S. swim team in '76, and the same kind of thing where she was just almost, almost one of the fastest swimmers in the world. She didn't like to talk about it. I bet not. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Rosewood and Tagger from Beverly Hills Cop versus Inigo Montoyo. Montoya, I I bet his I father get, didn't have that much trouble with his name. Um, I just got off vacation. It's really hard for me to pronounce regular words. Uh, from <laughs> uh, Princess Bride, you, you care to guess? This is a real tight one. It comes down to thirteen votes. Who got thirteen more votes, Brad? Oh, I think. And, it if, was, and if you I, guess it right, you have to pronounce the name. No, I think no no hint. <laughs> I think it's the swordsman in this one, and by that I mean Inigo Montoya, not the invisible swordsman. No, okay. and he is not left-handed. Yeah. Don't bother me with trifles. After 20 years, at last my father's soul will be at peace. There will be blood tonight. You're correct. Well, the swordsman wins with 52% of the vote. <clears throat> I really do have a problem with that name. I don't know why. I need to hear it a few times. I haven't seen that movie in ages. Really? Uh, we watch it all the uh, time. We watch it all the time. Yeah, but I don't have a house full of teenagers. Yeah. Um, That's probably a good thing, Spears. <laughs> the last competition of Bracket 2, uh, Mark the Rat Ratner from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Versus Apollo Creed from we're gonna say Rocky three and four, yeah. And um, this breaks my heart. Well, you know something, man. Maybe they do know you pretty good. Maybe I'm just finding out now. Oh. This does, man. Apollo goes down again. Uh, Ratner wins with fifty three percent of the vote. So that means that in round the next round we have Willard versus Short Round. That's not gonna be close. And Rosewood, oh, I'm sorry, the Swordsman. And Diego Montoya. There you go. Pinch talking for Steve Spears, Brad Williams. Versus Mark Ratner. I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be, so I would say Willard and uh, I'm going to say Mark Ratner is going to take really? out this. I think, I think Princess Bride is a beloved film. I think that character is going to carry it. But it was pretty close the last round. Maybe, so. maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, you got the next bracket. Okay, this is the bracket that I think we were talking about the most last time. So, uh, in the first matchup, it's Mr. Spock versus Semi from Coming to America. Logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Mr. Spock, the sentimental favorite in this bracket, moving on with 73% of the vote. Not Never in doubt. Not close. Those are going to be close. Yeah, the only thing dead about Arsenio Hall is his career. <laughs> oh, snap. Well, it is. Uh, <laughs> he was great, though. I mean, oh, I yeah. He, he burned bright. Don't get me wrong. Chewbacca in the next matchup against Charles DeMar. Charles uh, DeMar, mm, you know. 
It's not working out so good for you. You're going to need an eighth year at high school, I think, to get through this bracket. <laughs> Chewbacca, 77% of the vote. <laughs> Goodbye, Charles. <laughs> uh, the next matchup, Jennifer Mack from War Games versus Barf from Spaceballs. 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 That's it, right? Yep. This was close, but in the end... Yoke at the Magnificent! Barf moves on with 54% of the vote. Not surprising. I, no. I, but probably the weakest matchup. It, yeah, person. yeah. Someone's got to get an easy draw here, right? It's just going to happen. Um, and then the last matchup is Bryce and Cliff from 16 Candles uh, versus Sala from the Raiders movies. Female extraterrestrial. As fond as I am of Sala, he just didn't have the stuff to pull it out down the stretch. Bryce and Cliff move on with 60% of the vote. Not that you know close. I know. You know what's funny? Because Bryce and Cliff, I think, was a last second edition. I think it was one of the last ones we did. Yeah. So, I mean, they almost didn't make the the field of 64, and here so they are like going the, to the Sweet 16. Mid-majors bracket buster. Yeah. So, as we talked about, we got the big matchup. This is a marquee Here's- matchup of the third round is Mr. Spock versus Chewbacca. <sighs> Trek versus Star Wars. <laughs> oh, man. And then the other side of it is Barf versus Bryce and Cliff. Now, let's just play some, you know, some cases here. If Chewbacca wins and Barf wins, then you've got the character and the spoof of the character Ooh. against each other. Well, I'm telling you right now, there's a I I would put my money that that Chewbacca beats out Mr. Spock. <sighs> just cuz I think Star Wars is just a tad bit more, it's not a tad bit more. It's more beloved than Trek. So, I think Chewbacca, I think it's going to be down to like 10 or 15 votes. Uh, it's going to be close. But Barf versus uh Bryce and Cliff, Cliff. I think I can't call that re- one. Yeah. Bryce and Cliff, Cliff should win. Yeah. But if people realize that they could that they could do Chewbacca versus Barf, there might be an intentional, you know, yeah, ca- campaign you, where people would do that. You just that never being know. Said it would be then it would be a slaughter. Between, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Between be a, Chewbacca versus Barf, it would be a bloodbath. Yeah, or a so, barf bath. A barf bath. <laughs> That's so, disgusting. Yeah, well, we've all been there before, haven't we? Uh, and we well. will again. We will again on the eighties cruise. <laughs> Hope you're ready. Bring some towelettes. <laughs> okay, the last bracket. I'll, I'll take the honors here. Speaking of bloodbaths, Ducky Dale from uh, Pretty in Pink versus Chris Chambers from Stand by Me. Uh, Justice reigns supreme. Do I offend? And so does Ducky. If we can finally stop talking about Stand by Me. Thank God. You don't like that uh, movie? No. Oh, you don't like? Yeah, you don't like. Movies I, I just don't set like in other it's, times. It's nice. It's it's it is what it is. You know, I just. We can't like everything. It's got John Cusack in it. For about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 80s Nation, I tried. Okay. Next one, uh, Reggie Hammond from 48 Hours versus Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. Wow, this isn't even close. Yeah, this is a whitewashing. Wow. Hey, 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 keep rolling. Keep rolling there. 84% of the vote for uh, Dr. Brown. Wow. Yeah. I didn't I would, see that coming. No, I thought that would be more 50-50. I would have taken the under on that one. Then again, this is another example of people saying Reggie's not not a sidekick. Yeah. <clears throat> Here okay. we go. Uh, this one is an interesting. Charlie Babbitt from Rain Man versus Private Hudson from Aliens. Hmm. Who would you think would win this one, Brad? I, I thought Private Hudson would win this one going away. I voted for Private Hudson, and our two votes meant nothing. Touch the steering wheel when I'm driving. Do you hear me? Because Charlie Babbitt wins with sixty-one percent of the vote. Yep. And the last matchup, Terrence Mann from this is the one you are the most worried about. Terrence Mann versus Hobson from Arthur. Both of them completely worthy. 
completely worthy. If I begin to die, please take this off my head. This is not the way I wish to be remembered. Hobson, though, rightfully wins with 57% of votes. That means we have Ducky versus Dr. Brown. That could be close. Those are two heavyweights right there. Because clearly people love Dr. Brown, and those are two beloved characters. Charlie Babbitt versus Hobson, I would think, should be pretty – that should be in Hobson's corner, I would think. Don't you? Yeah, I think so. Does that mean that we've like – are we down to all – no, we're not – like all the diversity that we built into our field of, of sixty four, a lot of it's been eliminated now. Yeah, we have a we, <laughs> yeah, we've got a Wookie. To, <laughs> we've a Wookie. got a Wookie. We have a uh, uh, disfigured and perhaps developmentally disabled character in Sloth. Uh, we have a an Asian boy in oh, so short round. We have a Spanish swordsman, but I don't think we have any women. The women are all gone. The women Ophelia are all gone. and Watts were the only ones that. Yeah. Ophelia Watts and Jennifer Mack were the only ones who made it this far, and they're all gone. So I guess we, we should have just gone with our bracket of white dudes. <laughs> yeah, it would have been the same. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. You know, God bless the women and the deformed dogs of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and those that cross between the two. Oh, uh, well, so, yeah. Yeah, we're, anyway. we're, we're obviously we're trying to upgrade to exit row on the Hell Express. Yeah. My friend, I'm flying first class. Um so as usual, what will happen is after we get this show online, Brad will uh, – he's the expert at this. He will build a, a new bracket for us to vote on. It will be posted to the Facebook page. All praise Google Documents. Yeah. And you'll get another chance to vote in this, for the Sweet 16 and we will uh, tabulate them and have another show for you very, very fast so that hopefully this bracket madness ends before March Madness ends. But I'm not betting on it. You know what so. I'm betting on though, Spearsy? The, the Seggies. Ah, uh, the Mystical Refrain of Reader Mailbag. And we have a couple uh, timely letters this week, so we thought we'd take a break and, and read them for you. Um, the first one comes from Kelly. Dear Steve, in your recent podcast about band cameos in 80s movies, you missed the number one band cameo of all time. The Circle Jerks as a lounge band in Repo Man. Awesome scene. Have you ever done a show about Repo Man? It's one of my all-time favorite movies. On a related note, after you do a podcast about hair metal bands, you should think about doing a punk bands of the 80s podcast. I could offer up many suggestions. Ciao for now, Kelly. Um, Yes, Kelly, we did do a show on Repo Man. It was episode number 94, July 27th, um, 2007. Not the year 1007, as it says in my notes. (laughs) That would have been a typo. This show's been going on for a long time. but You would have been burned as a witch for podcasting in (laughs) 2007. (laughs) So pretty sure. Um, yeah, we did a show. It was just – I think it was just me and Kathy Wass, and if I recall. We did miss that one. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that. That's a good catch. Yeah, that is a good catch. You know, you know to be all – in all fairness, I did remember it when we were doing the, the list. And I was just kind of like uh, – you know, from a standpoint of like total popularity, I just kind of felt like it maybe it didn't qualify for top ten. Yeah. Although people who love punk music definitely – yeah, we're pretty excited. Wait, about I that. love Repo Man, by the and way. And the soundtrack I, yeah. is fantastic. Oh, my gosh. It's a good soundtrack. Oh, it's a great soundtrack. It's a fun movie. Is, is it a great podcast? I don't remember. I know. I don't think Sean was on. I think it was just me and Kathy. There was a period of time there where Sean didn't want to do any podcast of, about anything he wasn't interested in. <laughs> <laughs> and so we like we had to do a few shows in a row where um, he just had no interest in helping out. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely love to do a, a podcast about punk bands of the 80s. I don't know what I would do, like top – 10 punk band of the 80s or top 10 punk albums. Angriest punk bands of the 80s. 
Dead Kennedys would definitely be in there. Yeah. They would probably be my number one pick. Well, there's such anyhow. a... Yeah, when I moved to California in 84, it was a total eye-opener. Like, there's so many bands in the kind of L.A. Orange County punk scene that were just amazing. Like, oh, I my bet, gosh. Yeah. yeah. It just... And, and they, <laughs> they kind of scared me, honestly, at first. I'm like, Man, these guys are hard. Yeah. I, I love them. I used to have... Um, I think not every Dead Kennedy album, but, but most of them. Yeah. And my, my band covered almost all their songs. Oh, cool. Brad, why don't you read the second letter? Okay, our second letter comes from PJ Vareccia. Dear Stephen Brad, he writes, I love the idea of a movie villain's March Madness for next year. Yeah, I got to tell you, PJ, that's kind of where I was heading to. Uh, it would be fascinating to see if Billy Zabka from Just One of the Guys would beat Billy Zabka from Karate Kid, or if James Spader from Pretty in Pink would beat James Spader from Less Than Zero. Actually, James could compete against himself for a number of movies, Mannequin, Baby Boom, etc. Also, in the next podcast, could you please give us the answers for the Seggies and music clue? Keep up the great work, and uh, and like you, I am awesomely stuck in the 80s. P.J. Vericia, class of 1985. P.J., your wish is granted. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, we'll play a clip from a movie in the 80s, and if you can get it right... PJ hopes he was one of them. Um, then you enter the draw, drawing, drawing, vacation voice, vacation voice still inactive. Draw, can you give me a, another drink for my drawing? Um, we enter you into the drawing for a bottle opener, Stuckney's bottle opener. Pay attention. Here is the clip from our last show. Mystery clip. Ah, oh, Matisse, what a lovely dog you are! Such a pretty dog. Yeah, that's Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Um, amazingly, not a lot of people got this one. I'm kind yeah, of I thought we would see more correct answers on that one. Is that not a popular movie, really? Um, I, mean, I, I It was of its time. Yeah, I mean, this, if I remember correctly, this movie did pretty well at the box office and, and won some awards that year, but it was kind of, it's kind of considered to be a, you know, a weak movie in a weak year. That was my memory of it. It's a week movie and a week year. And I also think but if you, it's entertaining. If you named if you like name check fifty movies from the eighties, I doubt Down and Out in Beverly Hills is one of them. Yeah. So that's the other thing. So anyway, read the some of the winners. Okay. Winners this week, which this list is surprisingly short. Winners this week include Pinhead, Eric in Alpharetta, Georgia, Todd in Minnesota, Lisa in Oklahoma, Don in Tulsa, and Gary in Norman. Boy, Oklahoma loves this movie. No. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm overusing that clip, aren't I? Um, yeah, so there you go. Just a short list this time. Yeah, maybe I'll make the clip easier this week. We'll see. I really have a tough time now picking movie clips for some reason. Uh, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Would you mind if I took your picture? Now, just stand still, please. Picture had a little bit. Lady, you take my picture with that thing. I'm going to rip your brazier off. I'm going to strangle you with it. If you know it, email us at sit80s at gmail.com or steveinthe80s at gmail.com or and or bradinthe80s at gmail.com. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Um, you know the drill here. We're going to play a clip from a song from the 80s. If you get it right, again, you're registered to the, for the drawing for the second 80s bottle opener. And uh, which I could have used on the cruise because um, that I just got off of because literally um, 
uh, all the bottles of beer that would normally be twist off, for some reason on a cruise ship, they're not twist off. You have Dude, to have I one. sent you a dozen of those things. What are you I didn't, doing? Well, I didn't think to bring them with me on a vacation. Uh, so, not even so, one? No. Uh, so, bad move on my part. Anyway, I'll talk about that more after the break. Pay attention. Here's the clip from the last show. That's We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. surprised we have a big list here <laughs> yeah I'd, maybe that was a little too easy uh, you, you know, know a couple nation people, deserves a softball now and then yeah, too a couple of people did get it wrong though i will say some people picked it said it was quiet riot so oh so, minus anyway. 10 podcast points for you yeah so take a deep breath and read the winners okay here we go <clears throat> winners this week include gabriel daigle ed and vavavoom julie nelson ryan lehui in Nashville, Gary and Gilroy, Matt the Big Mac McLeese, Matt Kimber, Kevin Eleven, Eric in Alpharetta, Georgia, Mr. Peanut, DJ in Clinton, Indiana, Jeff in Chester, PJ Veraccia, Tom in an Austrian hardware store, John in Phoenix, Colin in Spokane, Colin in Spokane, Colin in Spokane. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do that to me. <laughs> Alexandro Sticks Cardoso Solis, Phil from Adelaide, Rush Caress of Steel, Kurt in Dirty Jersey, Charles from Yorktown, Joseph Purdue, a.k.a. Tar Heel Joe from Reedsville, North Carolina. Come on down. You're the next contestant on Spin for a Bottle Opener. Spin it, baby. And this week's winner is Matt the Big Mac McLeese. Matt, drop us a line, give us an address, and I'll mail it out to you sooner or later. I might be a little bit behind on that. That's okay. It's not like anyone's going on a vacation anytime soon and might need one. (laughs) Hey, that's that's on you, bro. I know. You have have an even dozen of them. I didn't see it coming. What can I say? I'll tell you the whole story in a second. Uh, Pay attention. Here's our clip for this week. If you know it, email us at sit80s at gmail.com, Stephen the 80s, or Brad in the 80s at gmail.com. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Cruise back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. Seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool in the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jesse's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, we're going all out by building an 80s video game arcade with Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, and of course Pac-Man, showing movies like Ferris Bueller and Pretty in Pink, and there'll even be a VJ contest. Don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6th, 2016 for the most gnarly vacation ever. 
For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080. minutes left i thought um i would catch everybody up on what i was up to last week um i was on the journey cruise yeah well i was busy slaving in a podcast mine i'm sorry i know it's my <laughs> no, bad it's, it was it's fine i just for, had a lot of stuff going on this week that's good yeah for insiders um a little insider take we were i think we recorded the show the day before i left on vacation uh, yeah wasn't it? you were on your way out the door you're yeah, like literally. i gotta go i gotta pack here you go here's some files put it together and um Call me so, if you want to. Yeah, call me <laughs> if you want to. So I do. I work for these travel magazines in in Orlando, Florida, travel and diving. And from time to time, we get to go on press trips. And um, I've done a couple over the last couple of years. I went to Grenada and, and and Cancun, but this time I got an invitation to go on a carnival cruise that featured a concert by Journey. So it's it's part of their Carnival Live series, and they they started it last year. And it's, Journey's not on the boat for the whole week. What what happens is, and there's other bands. There's like Little Big Town and Rascal Flats. I think Styx has like five concerts on board oh, this year. Oh, nice. Um, they're real popular. Last year they had Foreigner and Ario Speedwagon. So what happens is, um, when the ship pulls into a port, in my case it was St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Ship pulls in like eight in the morning. The roadies are there with all the equipment, ready to pack it onto the ship. So they rush all the equipment onto the ship. Um, they do a sound check in the afternoon and then like around nine o'clock at night, the band puts on like a one and a half hour show in, nice. in the, um, ship theater, like in the main, but, yeah, in the main theater yeah, of the ship, which is great because, um, it only hold it holds less than 2000. Yeah. Those are small venues. I mean, very small. <laughs> and so, um, especially to see a band like journey in. yeah, journey has been selling out huge, uh, you know, outdoor arenas for the last couple of years now. So, they didn't need to do this, but it, I'm sure it was a nice paycheck for them. But but it was yeah, also they didn't need to go down to St. Thomas and hang out for a week and play a couple concerts. Yeah, they played two. They played our ship and they played another ship. But um, so I was down there with a group of media. There's about oh ten of us, and so we were in like in the third row, fourth row from the stage. It was it was fantastic. They played um, sixteen songs, uh, three solos. They and, and before it started, I I wrote out. I didn't know how long they were going to play. I, I knew that right. they, have, they have to play a certain number, but not, I didn't know the maximum number. So, And nobody told me. So I wrote down 10 songs. And I said, here's what I would play. If, if I had to write a 10-song set list, here's what it would be. Yeah. How'd you do? I, of those, they played nine of them. Wow. So, that's pretty good. <laughs> and they played the and pretty much almost in the exact order that I wrote it down. <laughs> well, now, did you base that on seeing them perform in recent years? Or Yeah. I've, I've seen them perform okay. uh, several times. I've seen, this is the fifth time I've seen them. Yeah, I mean, it got uh, to where that's that's kind of one of the reasons why I don't go see Devo anymore is because they were playing the same exact set list. I'm yeah. like, you know what? I like this. It's good, but it just depresses me to see them getting older and the audience getting grayer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a sold-out show. You had to buy an extra ticket to go to the show. It was not included in the price of your cruise. Right. But it was only still, I think, 30 or $40. It wasn't, it wasn't a whole lot of money. Not bad for a concert um, in a venue no, like that with a yeah, band like that. No opening act. 
it was loud as hell. My, my, my ears were ringing all the way through the next day. And the only surprises that they had were um, they played a song called one, Once More or One More, I forget which one it's called, from the album Trial by Fire, okay. which I've never heard them play live. Huh. And I've never seen it on a set list. It was like – it's like someone was like lost a bet or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why they would I – I seriously don't know why they would waste a spot for that song. There's so yeah. many other songs I would, I would rather heard them yeah. play than that maybe one. It's, you know, maybe it's one of the guy's favorites. And like, hey, we got to put this in the set next time. Yeah, like, okay, if you win the next poker game, then you can yeah. put that in the set list. I look at set lists all the time. Never have I seen that on their set list. So – it was it was the first sit down song of the night where everyone who was standing like, got to sit down. What the heck for is this? Minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I appreciated it on that level. There's another odd moment when uh, Neil Sean was introducing the song "Lights," and he took a shot at Steve Perry. Oh come on! He said he goes, "Oh, you know, me and the former lead singer of this band are in a bit of are having a little feud over this song. You know, I say we wrote it fifty fifty. He says I only wrote twenty five percent." But if if I only wrote twenty five percent, would the guitar be this good? I'm like, come on. If you were if you were only twenty five percent of a d- bag, that would be an improvement, yeah. Sean. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my god! I just I was really like put off by that. That was a petty much, yeah. Dick move. I was I was not happy with that. But the rest of the show was great, and and so I got to go on a seven day cruise and see a Journey concert. So I'm not complaining. Yeah, Pete's working for a living. Yeah, but but I was working. I mean, of that, I wrote a story for the for the magazine, and then I'll probably write three more stories for the magazine website. Ten things you don't expect on a carnival cruise, stuff like that. Yeah, I know there's people out there like Doctor Dim who will never go on a cruise. You know, just they just don't. They're just not into it. I understand. Not their thing. Yeah, yeah and you know, you kind of have to have the right vacation mindset to enjoy that kind of you thing. You do, but I mean, I always say, you know, I mean, especially if you live near. An area that we're like, if you live in Florida, you you're near like five different ports where cruise ships leave from. Sure, and there's plenty of opportunity. Just go you know, take a four day cruise and see if you like it. You know, because they're they're very they're they're a huge value. I mean, they're they're pretty cheap as for a vacation option, and I just have a good time. And what was really cool was that two of the stops on this cruise we were parked next to the Holland America Euro Dam. Oh, you're kidding! The ship we're going to be on next year. Yeah, the ship that will be the '80s cruise. Did you slip the porter five bucks so you could get on and check out I the would cabins? Love to. It, let me just say this: it was a beautiful ship. It is a beautiful ship. Oh, cool! I mean, we were parked next to it at two different ports, and I remember looking out the window, going, "Oh my god, it's the Euro Dam!" And it's it's huge. It's got all these balconies. Um, some some really large balconies for that matter. Nice, um, larger than the ones I was in. Black hole. I mean, just really gleamy. It was. It was I was. I can't wait. And I we'll told deal with your balcony envy later. <laughs> yeah, I told everybody on the cruise about the '80s cruise. I'm like, you got to hear about this cruise that I'm going on. And yeah. So suffice to say, you know, for for those out there who are still sitting on the fence about the '80s cruise, you you know the shtick by now. It is next yeah. f- late February. Yep. There are deals to be had. Join us uh, if you want to go. Um, if you use your tax refund to pay. For the cruise, I think you there's some special deal you have until I think the end of refund refund you uh, you have I think until the end of April, the end of May to still get the back to the 80s special rate um, for the cruise. And if you go to the the 80s cruise dot com www the 80s cruise dot com and you click where it says pricing or rates, you'll see what your what your options are. But please do me a favor when if you book. 
tell them you're with Stuck in the 80s. Give them the discount code STUCK because if you do, then they know you're with our group and then they know that you know, you'll be invited to any cocktail parties that we do. You get, um, I think, a, a year of Sirius XM radio. A couple little perks that you get, but you've got to yeah. use that. And if for some you reason you're out know. there, yeah. yeah, if for some reason out there, if you've already booked and you didn't use that code, please let me know so that I can tell the cruise company so that you get everything that you're entitled to. All that you are due. Yeah, because I'm telling you, being parked next to that boat, man, I was just like, oh, I cannot wait. You know, I just can't. It's yeah. it's been it's been dragging out forever. I really can't wait. So. It's the only reason I have to live. I'm not, I'm not trying oh, to put too much pressure on it. but Jeez, man. Now I feel like I'm going to have to be like entertaining and charming and also yeah. get out of your way when you You'll need the room for a few hours. <laughs> and it won't be for the reason you think it is. <laughs> so uh, No, I'm going to be cataloging my nail clippings. Yes. Oh, well, it will not be for that reason. So uh, in the meantime, go to the Facebook page. Look for the next round. This will be round three voting. Sweet 16, um, baby. Every vote counts. In the meantime, in the words of Short Round, no time for love, Dr. Jones. It's time to vote because Brad and I remain here, hopelessly, stuck in the eighties. Stuck in the eighties is a class of eighty-five production. Please listen responsibly. Billy.